How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, let's do this. Andrew Filipponi with Chris Muller staring across from me and Donnie Football in the house. He'll have another doubleheader with the show from 6 to 8.30 leading into Pit Hoops tonight. So an extra chance to hear Donnie uh, kibitz and talk Pittsburgh sports. And we'll start with... Sidney Crosby, both what he said there about the Penguins still being close and close but no cigar and playing well but not getting the results they want. And then what he uh, told Rob Rossi of The Athletic. And Rob's going to join us later this hour. We haven't had Rob on this show in a while, so we look forward to that. Uh, in The Athletic, if you saw it today, it sounded like or read like Sid is giving the Penguins his blessing to trade Gensel. That's how I took that. Rob asked him straight up, will a Gensel trade influence your future in Pittsburgh? No, said Sid. I don't think that affects how I view things. And then asked about his contract that has one year left after this year in re-signing in the offseason. He said, yeah, I want to do that. I've said that forever. So I guess it depends on how you guys interpret this. Is this one of those situations where he's being honest or is Kyle Dubas forced to do this psychoanalysis like I do with my wife when she tells me I really don't want anything for Valentine's Day. Mm. And then I have to figure out, is she being, telling the truth? And then when I don't get her something, is she fine with it? Or did she tell me she didn't want anything, secretly hoping that I went out and did something above and beyond? All I know is I hope Kyle Dubas is better at that sort of psychoanalysis than I know you are. Because I can't think of anybody worse at it. Uh, I think he's being straightforward with this. In Rob's story... He also kind of, Rob laid out how Crosby pretty clearly uh, made it known where he stood. He used the phrase, they know where I stand, on bringing back Malkin and Latang. I think he feels much more strongly about those guys as teammates than he does Gensel, even though Gensel plays on his wing and gets how to play with him and all that. When you're Crosby and you've had this kind of success with various wingers throughout your career, even though you might love Gensel, the hockey guy there might also understand that, that maybe it's not in their best interest to have him long term. That maybe they need to like change the team configuration. Are a you little surprised bit, the team by that? That he didn't. He's not going to send a strong message to management through the media because well, that's going to mess up. Are leverage you surprised that he with. didn't send a subtle message about keeping Gensel through the deadline and beyond this season? You're someone well, that wants them to do that. Well, no, I just want them to keep Gensel, and then if he walks in free agency, so no, be that's it. what I mean. So yeah. I would think you would have preferred that Sid said something that you could have interpreted or translated as, please keep him here and give us a chance. He didn't say that. I wish he would have said, yeah, I mean, like, let's just roll this out there and see how we do with it, you know, the rest of this season, and that means keeping Jake around. But I, I just also get the sense that he doesn't feel so strongly about it. Or maybe 
You know what? This is the other thing. There's two two parts of this for me. You always wonder what he might be saying to Dubis personally or, or not sending in a message through the media. And I think Rob is very good at his job. And so I think Rob's getting as close as anyone's going to get uh, to the real story here. He also said that Crosby he hasn't talked behind to closed Dubis doors. about yeah. it. He hasn't given any two he's, cents. He's he said, also oh, Kyle's the GM. Well, he's also job. allowed to do little white lies. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like but the idea he... that he hasn't gone into Kyle Dubas's office once. So you think he has? I mean, do you think Sidney Crosby is a Boy Scout who, like, says if I think something is maybe bad from a personnel standpoint, or I need to tell the GM something, would just say, "Nope, he's the GM. I respect the pecking order." Mm. There's no. I would. I would. Dis, I would not respect him if he did. I would well, want what, him to say what he thinks because the guy is well, he said he, they more knew where, qualified than anyone else there to evaluate the team. He said, he said the they team. knew where I stood on Latang and Malkin, right. meaning somehow he got the message to them, please sign them the long-term no, extensions. I think, that was, I think that just was saying any, they know where I stand is like a public message through the media saying sign those guys. I just He clearly doesn't feel that way about Gensel, which makes me wonder one of two things. Does he think that – he's also said they're close there, right? And then in Rob's story, he's talking about not like getting in the way with this. Does he think that the Joe Starkey option, a hockey trade, or the Pony option, a hockey trade, is actually the best one here? Is there some part of him that thinks, yeah, the guy's a 30-goal scorer, you don't replace those, but our team composition is such that we, we need to try to swing some sort of a, an in-season Hornquist for Neal-style deal. What's best for them? Those are the questions I'm left with and I'm wondering about. Because when you say that you're really close, it almost suggests or it begs the question, then do you think that the roster is the reason you're close but no cigar right now? They're not going to win any Jake Gensel trade. Would you agree with that in the immediate term? Say they make one, and it's a, a decent player and maybe a first-round pick coming back, all right? Probably not. They're it not winning be, that trade. It wouldn't be something that you see yield results until maybe next year is the earliest where it happens just from the way the trade has been laid out first round pick young player prospect gets thrown in there this is you don't win the trade immediately this is something that's about the next yeah I don't think it's James Neal for Hornquist all over again let me put it that way clearly Crosby by the way with what he said to Rob clearly he doesn't view this season I, I would be surprised if he did so I'll just say that right out front he doesn't view it like I do where it's this is probably your last best chance even though you're out of playoff position right now and have like this malaise around your team, he probably thinks, I'm still great. I'm playing like one of the five best players on the planet. I'm going to continue playing like that because when have I not? As long as I am good, we are good, and we could have a much better and more balanced team around me. Maybe we need to do this. That's the other part of this I take away. His opinion of them moving forward after this year suggests to me that he's more bullish on them than people like I am. And doesn't look at Gensel as some indispensable, irreplaceable th player. That probably thinks to some degree, like, I can, I made Jake Gensel into a 40-goal scorer when otherwise he might have been, what, a 20- to 25-goal scorer? I think, yeah, I, I think it's like the opposite of the NBA superstar mentality, like the LeBron mentality here, where he played his cards with Latang and Malkin because he broke in with those guys and he won three cups with them but he's going to take more of a foot soldier mentality with Gensel. That's how I read this. That's how I take it. Like, I don't think he's flexing his muscle on this one. He's going to let the people that run the organization do what they think is best for the team. And he's also trying to say, look, don't let, don't factor my feelings into that decision. You're do not going to you think is best. You're not going to deal with a cranky Sidney Crosby yeah, if you deal him. Right. You're not going to have somebody that's like so up in arms and so ticked off that he's going to want to go play for someone else over Here's it. another thought. He's also not stupid. He, like, reads the tea leaves. I'm sure he knows what gets said in the press. You think he's probably pretty aware of what Gensel's agent has said and how Gensel has sort of treaded very lightly with this? 
he might feel like a trade is imminent, and I don't want to be seen as the guy who didn't want them to do it when I already know that the die has yeah, been and cast even though a little the, bit. And even though the cap is going up thinking, hey, this kid deserves his $10 million a year and this huge contract, and there's probably somewhere else he gets that. That's how I take it. Like, I, I think that I think that fans have wrapped their, their head around trading Gensel and are pretty much at peace with it. Do you agree with that? Mostly, no. I think I think they are at peace with it because they see this team floundering with them. It's the old Branch Ricky. We can lose with you. We can lose without you. I also, the one thing that's weird about Gensel, though, is I, I always come back to this with him. I don't think, he's obviously not a prototype guy. He takes a ton of abuse, but he's not a big dude. He tries to play like a power forward sometimes, and God bless him for it. He does do the one thing that is very valuable in this league that I think almost you get like suckered into thinking like doesn't matter. He scores goals, man. He, he finishes. He is where the puck is, and when he gets the puck with any kind of space, it's usually in the back of the net. And so I do think the – and I want them to keep him. I've said why already. I do think that fans who are largely at peace with this would realize pretty quickly, at least in the immediate term, like, wow, they <laughs> they have Crosby, and then who the hell else is supposed to, to finish plays here? Yep. God, we're having enough trouble thinking about that on Malkin's line. Donnie, do you feel better about the Gensel trade idea now that it doesn't seem Sidney Crosby is going to be in his feelings? Yeah, I, I, I the think dumps about it. Yeah, I, I think they should they should do it if they get a good offer on the table. I mean, Sidney Crosby is going to be Sidney Crosby uh, with whoever comes up next. Like that's how good the dude is. That's how so you're the taking it for granted a little bit here, right? Like you're you're feeling like they can plug and play with somebody that isn't as good as Gensel, but the guy's going to look a lot better, right? Like, it sounds like an endorsement of your belief that The rising Crosby, tide that is Sidney Crosby He just lift He lifts every boat. Yeah. yeah, Pascal he, Dupuis, he doesn't makes, matter who. He makes everybody okay. he plays with okay. better. Like, Jake Gensel needs Sidney Crosby a lot more than Do I hear Sidney the oscillating fan again Gensel. in there? Am I, is that what I'm hearing in the background? You were back in the boiler room with Yeah, it, it's awful in here. <laughs> What does Myers have it set at? Like eighty three, or is, no? It's AM Studios that are that way. Yeah, like, Who's over I don't there know right why now? they don't have a way we can control it in here. I can see beads of sweat already on Donnie's forehead. Oh, I'm trying to listen. I don't hear the fan. I turn I turn the headphones way up. Well, I've turned beads mine way up, and sweat. then I can see the the papers there blowing. He needs to wear. He needs to have like the the late John Thompson. The towel on his shoulder from Georgetown. You just need to come in there and occasionally pat oh, the your Tarkanian brow. just bite it. Yeah, the just bite show. the towel like the shark did. Do you think it also, Pony, is when, when people read this from from Rob, these quotes from Crosby, that it's also like a blessing from his hockey mind that they're reassured by this? Hey, if a guy as great as this isn't treating him like an indispensable, that must mean that, – that almost serves as like a you can be at peace with this Penguins fans. Like Donnie said, I'll make it work. He's great, but he's not as great or as important as those other guys are. Well, because I think, yes, I'm going to answer that question, yes, because I think one of the main arguments for keeping Gensel and not trading him is that people were scared or afraid that it would not sit well with Crosby, and there's the topic of giving him an extension this summer and wanting him to finish his career here. And obviously, everybody is emotional about that after watching what went on with uh, Yager over the weekend, and... You know, even Staggerwald brought up during that ceremony, if not for the finances and the and the uh, economics of hockey at the time, the guy would have played here his entire career. From the time I broke in till the trade, it happened, everybody. It happened. Well, yeah, so do you? Okay, la- last question for you then on this. You you read these words from Crosby. He's not going to stand in the way. GM's job is to do his job, and I'm going to let him. What do you? How did that goose or change, if at all, 
your likelihood in your own mind that Gensel gets dealt? Like, if it was at a 5 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10 beforehand, what is it now? I think it's got to be better than 50-50, especially because they lost the game on Sunday, But too. specifically, Crosby saying this helped kind of nudge the odds in your in that sense? Yeah, or because the, or you're taking into a – look, you don't want to put a player necessarily over the team, but he's one of the best he's, – he's a top five player of all time, and his contract – is somewhat unsettled. We know what he has said on the record, but we'll see what happens when it comes to actually sign the deal that has him finish his career here. So if you're Kyle Dubas and you're coming from the outside in your Fenway Sports Group and you haven't been around him through his teenage years and 20s, you're trying to figure out who he is as a person. And so I, I would think very early on when they're trying to map out, worst case scenario, we're out of it, we're sellers at the deadline for the first time and almost 20 years, what are we going to do here with Gensel? A consideration is, well, how is it going to affect Sid if we deal him? Is it going to be something that he holds against the organization? Is it going to be a poor reflection on us? Is he going to be angry with us? All of those things. Yeah. So I think it's better than 50-50 he gets traded. I think the fans are on board with it too, finally. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast matthew phillips what do you think he's brought or can bring to your team you know he's a guy that i think has good offensive instincts i think he's a brave guy the way he plays the game he's 
He's willing to go to the battle areas, even though he's undersized. I think he's real elusive in tight space. You know, he gets underneath people, and he's quick. So I think he has the ability to help us offensively. Rob Rossi going to join us in 10 minutes on what happens with Jake Gensel in the state of the Penguins. That was Mike Sullivan asked today by Jeff Hathorne about new Penguin, Matthew Phillips, who's playing on a second line with Evgeny Malkin. I knew just about nothing about the guy. I know he doesn't like to be called Matt. So is that right? He's a Matthew-only guy. So I just Googled Matthew Phillips' scouting report, and it took me to, I think, like a hockey news website that just gave like a thumbnail on the strengths and weaknesses of his game and everything. Okay. His official, not made up by the team, not what you see in the program where if you played high school basketball, they'd throw you an extra inch and maybe put a few more pounds of muscle on your uh, you height the, and weight. Wait, you mean the Tino Sinceri 6'2", 210 at Pitt? The actual like NHL scouting combine height and weight for Matthew Phillips. Well, I can't wait for this. 5'7", 140. 140? 140. I've never Get seen... Out. That's I, Craig's build, but like shorter, so it's a little stockier. 5'7", 140. Donnie, is Craig in there still? Ask Craig. He doesn't have to go in the air. How much does Craig weigh right now? He's 5'11", basically. How much does he weigh? I want to know. How much does he weigh, Donnie? Come 149. On. So 149. it's around the 150. So Matthew Phillips weighs less than 10 Craig. 10 pounds less How does he Craig? take a hit without dying? I just imagine, like, Th- Thanos snapping his fingers, and he just disintegrates every time like, he gets think hit. Think about those Islanders' fourth-line guys. Matt Martin. Matt Martin. His, his best way to avoid Matt Martin is Martin won't be able to see him when he's on the ice. How big is Crowley? Is oh, he bigger Crowley's than, Matt, much than bigger Matthew than that. Phillips? Yes, yes. Crowley's got to be at least like five nine, five ten, probably a buck sixty. So what? The listed height and weight was five seven, one forty. One forty. Just to, just for comparison's sake. He, I mean, I'm I'm being honest here. That's like little Joe Smelter. Yeah. That's seriously what it is. Like maybe an inch or two taller. The, the great Penn State but, reporter. But the weight is America's similar. Sweetheart. Uh, so Theo Fleury is one of the best little guys in hockey history, yep. like 5'7 or 5'9 or under. Theo Fleury, hockey reference, listed height and weight, 5'6. This is where it makes a lot more sense. 182, a little fire plug, just a bunch of muscle. Donnie, look F- up 140. Look up Connor Sherry's height and weight for me. Because when I think of little tiny penguins, I think now on Hockey Reference they have Matthew Phillips five eight one sixty. I know, but if you that's still not much bigger. If you go to if you type in Matthew Phillips no, scouting I, report, I it's it. going to send you to his official height and weight. They and have they have he Sherry in at, and it's five seven one forty. Maybe have, he's put on some pounds since. They have Sherry at five nine one eighty. I mean that's he towers over Matthew right. Phillips. How so? Wait a minute. Here's my other. This question. guy's like the James Madison of the NHL. The president. James Madison was like 5'4", like oh, 90 pounds. A lot of those guys were little fellas back What's in Muggsy the day. What's Muggsy Bogues height and five, weight? 5'3", oh, but probably like 175. Like He was chiseled. Right, that's what I mean. Like cut, Earl Boykin was 5'4", and he wasn't like jacked up and yoked, but I, I bet Earl Boykin was a lot bigger. What I think about with this, though, is, is as follows. He's 5'7", 140 at the Combine. How the hell did this kid get on the NHL radar? What was he at like 14 years old when you're starting to separate yourself? Like five feet tall, 85 pounds? What are we doing I here? think he's got to be the smallest human being who's ever played for them. Do you think when he skates really fast and puts his arms out, he actually achieves liftoff? <laughs> just very aerodynamic and he just takes flight? I've, ne- I've, I've, never, I've never seen a height and weight listed. I know, dude. I'm not going to – I don't want women to obviously uh, divulge their size. 
But I would say I would say the majority of our female audience probably bigger than Matthew Phillips, right? I know the weirdly enough, the average height for a dude I think is still five eight, so he's barely below average. Because you figure there's a lot of shorter people in other parts of the world. I think it's more like five nine or closer to five ten in America. But yeah, one forty seems very light. A hundred and forty pound person, even on like a five four frame, five three frame, not that much weight. I just Crowley's put on a lot of weight since he went on paternity leave, so he's definitely got he's, Phillips. I'm beat telling now. you, he's a much bigger man than Phillips. I'm just trying to imagine he's got a goal this season. That feels like a near miracle. One goal and four assists. He's a short king, I guess. He's in the NHL at 5'7", 140. I think we have to classify him as a short king. Pony? How much do you think he can lift? Can he bench twice his body weight, 280? No way. Can he bench one and a half times his body weight, which would be 210? I think he has to be able to. Has to be able to. Donnie is very skeptical. I'd hope so. Donnie looks – well, you remember the very infamous story about Kevin Durant? Yeah. Couldn't do the NBA scouting combine uh, 185 minimum one time. Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit different, though, when, it, when we're do, talking NBA and NHL. If people haven't ever sat close, you've watched a ton of hockey, but you've never actually sat very close to the ice, it is wild to imagine somebody playing in the NHL at that size and not just being killed by the sheer force of a hit. Not A guy just body checks him, and that's pretty much Scouting it. Scouting report. Phillips is among the smaller forwards in the NHL, but his skill level compensates for his lack of size. Does it? And who's smaller? Well, Fleury was a... Theo Fleury was an inch shorter. 5'7", 140. How big was Paul Correa? Because Paul Correa got very that, Chris. got very infamously lit up by... Okay, 5'10", 185. He's a practical giant compared to him. Imagine prime Scott Stevens coming across the middle. You grew up a Devils fan because you're a sick freak who loved the neutral zone trap. Imagine Scott Stevens with a poor Matthew Phillips head down across center ice. He might kill him. He might just elbow him into another dimension. I mean, even if Doran put skates on and squared Matthew Phillips up, I think he's doing serious damage. He's in traction, you would think. But now he's going to come out and have a couple of goals for them. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What we've had here for a while hasn't produced with any level of consistency, not nearly the, the consistency that, that, that's going to give us a chance to win consistently. So we're going to affect some change here and see if we can't put some combinations together that can help us there.
Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Donnie, what song is this? This is Macho Man by the Village People. Perfect segue into our next guest. He is one of the greatest hockey beat writers of all time from the athletic Penguins writer, Rob Rossi. Hello, Rob. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you both? Uh, we just had someone text in that Matthew Phillips is basically a Shenderovich twin, but rail thin. <laughs> but is built like our boss Craig, yeah. Is that uh he he accurate? did give Craigers he did give Craigers like vibes when I saw him uh, in the in the uh uh the room Jeff, after the Jeff uh, Hathorne texted the other day. in and said he is the smallest professional athlete I've ever been around. Yeah, I um he's uh, he's diminutive. Is that the word diminutive? Yes. Sorry. Uh, diminutive. Uh, yes, I, I can spell it. I can't say it. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that's funny is years of Penguin fans sort of rolling their eyes when they would see teams that are, you know, not contenders just taking a chance on anybody. Um, they they don't seem to recognize that that's exactly what's going on here. Like, oh yeah, there's this guy that's uh, you know doing really well in the AHL. Let's uh, let's bring him in and see if it'll work. Sullivan's I guess you, ta- Rob I, Sullivan's talking about like him going to the dirty areas. Does he just think no one will see him there, and that's how he's going to thrive? Like he'll get some <laughs> tip-ins because he'll just get lost. I mean, you know, it, it works for Jake Gensel, so maybe. But um, I, I would say this: if he's going to score goals in the NHL, it's going to be that way, not 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 um, not with a lot of fancy uh, moves and uh, individual brilliance. And hey, look, I'm sure he'll play well. I mean, a lot of those guys when they when they get a chance like this do. But you know, coming up for a week or so and having you know a good run and sustaining it are two different things. There there are guys on this roster that have you know long ten long and and pretty good NHL careers, if not story, that haven't been able to sustain it this year. So I don't see why he should be any different. All right, Rob, do you think the Penguins are going to trade Gensel? Boy, that's the, that's the question, isn't it? Uh, I would. Um, I think they should. Uh, I don't think they will. Um, I think that wow. the combination of Gensel uh, having this, you know, injury – it's going to prevent him from playing through the um, trade deadline. And also, so, so look, teams aren't going to get a chance to see him um, before that. Uh, you don't know what he's going to come back like. He has a, he's a list of 12 teams that which he can sort of decline a trade to, which prob, you know, certainly limits the Penguins' and options. He made that and then list at that point, the season, right? Just so people know that. that yes, you before. Yes, so... So the way those lists work is you hand that list in and before the season. Um, now you probably put bad there teams can't out be there. Neg- you would think. Yes. Well, you yeah. Often you put teams where you don't want to go. You know, if it's a city you just don't want to go. I mean, uh, despite Connor McDavid, Edmonton ends up on a team a lot of players list because they don't want to spend time in Edmonton. Um, Winnipeg the same way. Um, so look, I I I don't. I wouldn't say it's. You know, as strong as 80-20 that they're not going to trade him, but I think it's more 70-30 right now that they won't. Uh, we got a little bit of time left to change that. Rob, what do you think is the main reason, the main contributing factor or, or rationale behind not trading him, that they think they can sign him this offseason, or 
that they just want to well, take they think one they can more. Tra- they think they can sign him in the offseason, then why not trade him and sign him then, Chris? Well, or is it just they want to take one more bite at the apple with him and just try to run this as long as it can go, and if you don't get anything as a result in the offseason, so be it? Well, I'll say this. I, um, I think – I think there's interest in trading him. I think that the challenges are that before where Kyle's plan was to create a bidding war, um, it's, it's been out there. I haven't been able to confirm this directly, but it's been reported by all other outlets that he was asking for a first-round pick, uh, a top prospect, and a younger NHL player, which if Jake Gensel's healthy, I think is a fair ask, uh, given the quality of player you're getting and, and the fact that he's – a proven playoff performer. But I think that's a tougher ask now. And if if, if you can't get a first-round pick and, or a top prospect for him because of the injury, they may view that just letting him walk and getting the cap space is better than nothing. Um, because you got to remember here, you don't want to do a deal that looks like, oh, you're just desperate to dump him because that doesn't necessarily make Kyle look good. And, you know, Kyle could use a hit here. Uh, Rob, just going back to the article that you wrote after talking to Sid, I I took that as Sid kind of giving them his blessing. Like, hey, if you want to do it, if you have to do it, go and do it. It's not going to cause me to be up in arms, and I'm not going to pout or I'm not going to hold it against you when we negotiate this summer. So if you think it's best for the team long term, do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's blessing trading Gensel. I think he is speaking very candidly when I asked him about this, uh, how this is different than the Malkin and Latang situation. And you know, it clearly he, is. He says, right? I mean, it's yeah, different. And he, you know, he, yeah, he says, you know, and I asked him how often he really does get involved. He, he says he, you know, doesn't really. Um, And I know this to be true from talking to other guys. If there's like a personal matter or a team issue, he'll he'll speak to the GM. But it it isn't something he typically does. And, you know, I asked him directly how the Gensel thing differs from the situation with the, you know, the other big three. And, you know, the quote I'll read it to you is the fact that we played this long together and we've made all this commitment to be here. I didn't think it was something where you had to sit down and analyze too much. Um, But then when I asked him directly if anything with Gensel – between now and the deadline or after would change his commitment to Pittsburgh. And I, that's exactly the way I asked it. His first was no. And, you know, he says it's a decision for both sides, meaning Gensel and um, Dubas, but, you know, it doesn't affect how I view things. And I, I took that, look, Sid's a very smart guy. He knows, he knows how I operate. I took that as Sid seizing the opportunity to sort of quell any fires that out, might be out there that, hey, if the Penguins start doing something drastic, I don't want to be part of it. Uh, I've, I have thought, guys, that he's in this for the long haul no matter what, uh, based off what he's told me and what others have told me. I think this is his way of saying it. Rob, so <laughs> that last part has me thinking uh, no – Cole Harbor reunion with Nathan McKinnon way down the line, nothing like that. He just he basically just values it sounds like the Derek Jeter thing here, being a one team guy for his entire career, more almost more than anything else because yeah. it could get real ugly here, even with him playing well at the center of it if he signs another deal. It could, but I also think there is great uh, misunderstanding of how long a rebuild takes. Um, is it going to be a challenge for the Penguins given what? They don't have a lot of – they don't really have anything coming from the pipeline, yes. But 
Um, if they make hard decisions with current guys outside of the big three, I, I think you can rebuild this in a couple of years to something that is uh, at least a playoff team. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to probably take a step backwards or at least take a different step than the ones they've been taking. You know, as I pointed out in that article, guys, I, I think, you know, they, they, this roster has been constructed by three GMs over four off seasons. I, I think what, something that the big three wants having talked to them is they want some consistency, you know, not just this patchwork thing. Um, And, um, you know, I give Dubas credit. I think he tried to clean up a lot of uh, issues in the off season. You know, some things worked, some things didn't. Uh, I think he'll have a better grasp of this off season, but yeah, Crosby guys, he's secure with his legacy. He knows he's a top five player all time. He knows he's going to go down as, you know, no, no worse than the second greatest player in the history of this franchise. And I, I don't know if you were ever going to be able to get number one. Um, he, is, he is one of the great Canadian international players, if not the greatest of all time. There's not a whole lot left for him to do. So why would he want to go chase a cup? He's already got three championship rings. And Nate McKinnon's won one already. I think if Nate McKinnon maybe hadn't won the Stanley Cup, you might likely see Sid be more open to that given their friendship. But at the end of the day, Sid's here and it's his franchise. I mean, does it make any sense to anybody that has seen him that he would want to go somewhere else and be just a guy? Rob, do you think the cream will eventually rise to the top? Well, what are we talking about? The Penguins or uh, WWE? I mean, do, you think, Matt, do you think Matthew Phillips I, I is going to be here for I a cup lo- of coffee? I lob one right over the heart of the plate for you, and you and you just didn't do anything with cup it. Cup of coffee for Matthew you wanna, Phillips. You wanna, you wanna, Big you time. No. Do you want to? Oh, Matthew Phillips. Uh-huh, yeah, I am not very optimistic that he's a, a sweetener, if you should say. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, instant coffee. It, it'll work. But uh, not so much. Thanks, Rob. We'll keep. Bye, Rob. You. Bye, Rob. Take care, guys. See ya. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.